You're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're joined in the studio by Brittany Tantello, who is the president of Flower City Dispensary in Rochester and CEO and co-founder of the New York Card Coalition, which represents cannabis retail dispensary applicants and licensees in New York. Welcome to the show, Brittany. Thank you. Happy to be here. It's our pleasure to host you. So what brings you to the Capitol in the waning days of the legislative session? Well, uh, I'm here today uh, to show the support of Senator Cooney's Cauda Bill. Um, I think it's important, being the CEO of the New York Card Coalition, to kind of bring to light what this bill will do for us as we've been navigating a, a very difficult time through this rollout. But there's three main things that I can highlight and say are important. The first is to be codified into law and to be considered a part of the MRTA. What is that? The card process? The card program itself. Gotcha. And that has to do with how people apply for licenses and get the authorization to sell marijuana, right? Actually, uh, CARD was a program um, that was created by, I believe, the Office of Cannabis mm-hmm. Management to allow those with cannabis convictions to have first right to market. Right. So it was the process, though, of giving out those yes, first licenses. To yes. To put that into actual, into the MRTA. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, we've had lawsuits currently pending right now against us that put our program in jeopardy. And in this way, it will give us that form of protection as invested stakeholders. And, you know, and it was done for the farmers and uh, processors as well. So additionally, um, we're asking for a seat on the Cannabis Advisory Board. There currently is no representation of retail. And, you know, when you're looking at deciding where the reinvestment dollars go, we believe to be fully inclusive, retail should be a part of that. And lastly, as this rollout has happened, uh, one of the major needs is funding. We know that there is a DASNY fund for CARD, but as things have transpired, we're finding it's not very accessible. And when I say accessible, I mean, you know, they're not really preferential to us to take. You know, rates and different parameters are built out. Most are choosing to to go their own route or to try to self-fund with whatever money they can put together or whatever deals that they can strike for themselves. In this bill, it would put $40 million on the table from the ROs. And um, ROs are the medical marijuana companies, registered yes. organizations, is the, the yes. parlance in Albany? Yes, absolutely. And what we're asking is that $20 million of that go to help CARD, as well as the other $20 million going to social equity. Would there be a change in how funding is accessed as part of that $20 million compared to the status quo right now with DASNY? Would this be a new distribution process for card licensees to spend money, or would this just be $20 million added into the pot of money that DASNY already gets to dole out? Uh, this would be something that uh, would be administered by the state, okay. uh, the OCM, not DASNY. When you take the fund, you cannot utilize those funds for any operational expenses. So if we needed a delivery truck or salaries or product on our shelf, that is something that we are responsible to fund. So this fund or these funds that we're asking for uh, would help alleviate some of those burdens and allow us to actually get off the ground and be successful. And we're talking right now in the final days of the legislative session, which means anything is a long shot to get through with time running out. But let's imagine a world where this doesn't get done. What 
does that mean for the marijuana marketplace? Is it just more of the same of what we've seen, which is a very slow, uh, limited rollout of retail marijuana shops? You know, it's really hard to say. My hope is that that's not the case, but but most likely. I think that when trying to navigate it all, you look at supply, you look at you know, dispensing, we all have different agendas, right, as cultivators and in retail dispensaries. In this particular case, we have to come to some common ground. Cultivators cannot bear a 75% burden. We cannot afford as dispensaries to bear that burden. We all need to kind of take a piece of the brunt, but also gain something, I believe, for us to all get off the ground. And if analyzing this Cooney Cotta bill, you will see that it services all of us, not in its entirety. This isn't an end-all be-all type of fix, but we have to really look at the full spectrum of the supply chain. And I think that this bill does that. And unfortunately, it's happening, happening so quickly at the end because more attention should be looked at the details of this and what it's really trying to achieve. So if access to capital is a deterrent for many of the card applicants and current licensees, why not move away from that process? Why not tap large corporations with access to finances to get into the marijuana space now? That way the state doesn't have to pony up any money. All these multinational and international conglomerates can uh, come in and sell us uh, marijuana across New York. What I believe the program was set up for was to give those that were most impacted by the failed war on drugs the right first. So you're taking people that have been incarcerated or have cannabis convictions that have hindered their lives, their families' lives, the opportunity to right that wrong. So in just letting those that come in with all the money, you take that away. You take away the opportunity to make that right. You take away the opportunity to give generational wealth to families that never existed before. And, you know, it really focuses on putting reinvestment back into the communities that were most disproportioned by the failed war on drugs as well. So I think that trumps everything. Well, for listeners just joining us, you're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with Brittany Tantello, the president of Flower City Dispensary in Rochester and CEO and co-founder of the New York Card Coalition, which represents cannabis retail dispensary applicants and licensees in New York. So a component of the bill from State Senator Jeremy Cooney, as well as recent regulations that we've seen from the State Office of Cannabis Management, has to do with accelerating the initial proposed timeline for medical marijuana companies to begin selling in the recreational market, potentially letting that happen as early as the end of 2023. Are you concerned at all about letting these players who will potentially have vertically integrated models into this space prior to the establishment of a thriving and, I guess, established marketplace of companies that are operated by people who have been impacted by the war on drugs? Because when we think about the big players, the medical marijuana companies are those big players. So are you concerned at all that them coming in at this point would give them a chance to really dominate the market and prevent that, uh, that future you're talking about, about establishing generational wealth, about it righting the wrongs of the past? There will always be that concern. Nobody 
wanted to say, hey, just come in, um, you know, and, and, and just come in our market. You know, we were really looking for that additional time, that three-year time period to come to, to pass. But the truth of the matter is the state had activated December and took away that two years. Mm-hmm. So as an applicant, right, just as, as Brittany Tantello, I have to ask myself, with this short window of time to ask for something, if they're going to come in anyways, because we don't control that, I'm going to ask, and so are the people that are invested in this program because we're drowning and we can't get off the ground and farmers are drowning and their product's diminishing. So is anybody happy about that? Absolutely not. But it's difficult for us in full transparency to have complete faith or trust that they won't come in anyways. And if they do, we, we have nothing. Nothing in this bill will come to pass if it doesn't pass. What's the status of your own efforts to sell marijuana legally in New York? Um, you know, I'm in the Finger Lakes region, so I was so happy to hear that I think we're g- going to be opening up and, and reaching a settlement. So, you know, my hope is that next board meeting, more licensures will come out and... Um, my number will be called, just like so many other deserving people. And I hope, you know, honestly, I, I'm leaning more towards trying to gather my own funding somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of funding. I was counting on DASNY. Based where it is today, it wouldn't be something that I would be enticed in taking. I know in the meeting they had mentioned other forms of structuring uh, financing. Um, so I can't really speak to that until I see what that fully looks like. But in this moment, I mean, I would be looking to take whatever savings I had to try to put up a small storefront, maybe even a 1,400, 1,300 square foot store. Um, You know, it's not going to be this turnkey that I had anticipated with all these, you know, beautiful bells and whistles, but um, that we would be able to get off the ground anywhere and, you know, maybe turn that 1,400 into 3,000 someday. And have you begun the process of exploring whether there are alternative financial options in the Rochester area, for example? Are there banks that uh, maybe aren't uh, skittish about getting into this space? Are there other people who would potentially invest or are there restrictions on that? What does that world look like as you try to figure out how to navigate it? Yeah, I think um, at least from the private sector, just from what I hear, um, you know, it's not enticing. Um, You know, a lot of people want like 45 49% of your business and, you know, not really giving great valuations in terms of, you know, banking, that's still very difficult. Uh, I know that some banks at least want to see 90 days of operations before being able to, you know, give you any type of lending and (laughs) we can't even get off the ground. I mean, we have 12 uh, dispensaries open throughout the state. I think that more uh, card licensees uh, could open up quicker if they just had even just a little help with funding. Um, well, and does the prospect of operating a dispensary still seem attractive to you, given the administrative hoops to jump through, the costs that we talked about, and the likelihood of a, a legal market to compete with? Yeah, it's definitely changed our perception from the beginning because the circumstances have changed. Um, but we're all in. 
Um, most of us that are card, we already have deep roots in our communities, right? We've grown up there. We know the problems. We want to help fix those problems. We come from those neighborhoods. So we're so heavily invested in just our communities that, you know, there's no, <laughs> there's no giving up, right? Even if it wasn't as pretty or as wonderful as we thought it was. As someone who's plugged into the marijuana world, are you seeing any ramifications yet from the actions in the state budget, which were designed to empower state regulators to go after these illegal markets? Does it seem like anyone's being shut down in the areas that you're familiar with, or does it seem like it's business as usual when it comes to the illegal sale of marijuana? I think these things take time. I think um, you have to look at it from a full scope, right? You have the Office of Cannabis Management. They're not a large organization. Their path to try to start this program, enforce all these things, find the ways. I mean, it's we're asking a lot, right? And, and, and so with, you know, they, they're out there, they exist. They're still up and running these illicit markets. Um, but I believe more attention is being paid to that. And I think we'll start to see changes now that new legislation is forming uh, to try to protect those that are going legal and getting safe and regulated cannabis to market. Well, we've been speaking with Brittany Tantella. She's the president of Flower City Dispensary in Rochester and CEO and co-founder of the New York Card Coalition. Brittany, thank you so much for visiting us in the studio. Thank you, David. I appreciate you. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information. Join us again for Capital Press Room, a production of WCNY Connected, Syracuse.